0: buenos
1: dias
0: (laughs) how's it going man
1: doing great
0: sunny day day. hotter (laughs) hotter than heck we're back to weather again
1: gosh what do we do (laughs) hot hot hot. it's hot here
0: yeah well we had summer it lasted about uh five days and now it's back to (laughs) eternal spring so we're back to cooler weather we did have a wonderful evening last night by the lake Oh, sounds nice. Nine o'clock hit, and it was nice, warm weather. But we needed to get our kids to bed, so we, we ended yeah. up leaving. But it was it was beautiful, beautiful evening. Had a good time, uh, Garrick. We, you, and I uh, in our last podcast, we're talking about stuff on POS. Um, mm-hmm. You briefly mentioned something that I I think we should revisit. Okay, uh, and that's this idea of missions, and kind of. The, the baggage that comes with it. Um, there's a little bit of revisionist uh, history going on among in our cultural moment or around the world of kind of saying, hey, missions is a bad thing. Uh, that it didn't produce much good or that it was inherently uh, colonialist and used to impress or rather not impress, but oppress people. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. Um, sticky subject. But uh, yeah. let's, let's wade into the weeds a little let's bit. I think, I think it's yeah. worth talking about.
1: I think it's hugely important, especially for uh, serious Christians, uh, because there's, there seems to be kind of we, – we live in a world of kind of extreme parallels, right? You, you, where it's either this or that. Yeah. And, and I think you and I, uh, as guys who've spent some time in the academic world, we tend to, we tend to see that life and history and sociology and truth and I mean that in, 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 not to say truthiness, right, but truth. What we're really trying to get it. It's much more complicated than just to say, well, all missions is bad or all missions is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously, those those two statements, um, but should we appraise and uh, evaluate and look at things? Yes. But that means we need to give it a, a clear and maybe sometimes it has to be ambiguous a, a, a appraisal of what happened or what's happening. Um, because you and I both know there, you and I make mistakes. Unfortunately,
0: I don't wait, 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 wait.
1: <laughs> People make mistakes.
0: Speak for yourself.
1: <laughs> uh, but also people do great things uh, yeah. and people, and then there's people who take advantage of, and this goes with, with and this goes with any situation, any scope, right? Yeah. There, then there's going to be a group of people who totally just take advantage of things that are there for all the wrong reasons. And Jesus even said this, he said, you know, there's the verse where, uh, you know, he says, no, some of you will say, I did, I, you know, we were, we did this in your name. We did this. And, and he'll say, I, I, didn't even know you.
0: Yep. And uh, the other people go, when did we
1: do anything for you? And he'll say, no, well, when you visit me in prison, when do you, you know, so there, there's, there Jesus makes it clear that there will be some people who, who speak in his name who are not from him
0: and who do and who do great damage. I, yeah, I don't know that necessarily that Jesus was implying that when he said that, but I think that there, is, the there, there is a reality that people yeah. do damage in his name. So, yeah. so in this discussion about the efficacy of missions, is it has it been a good thing overall for for history? So, at various points in various places, um, one one thought occurs to me. It it depends on what point in time you're looking yeah uh, and where and where but but part of it being like even the point of time right so like one one could make the argument of um you know pick, pick any any country let's take central asia for example at one point there's really good evidence to say that central asia actually the gospel made it in and there were a lot of christians there uh, so i'm thinking of the stans uzbekistan tajikistan uh places like that um and that was missions. Now, we don't have a whole lot of evidence and we can't argue okay was it was it bad was it good necessarily because we don't have a lot of the cultural stuff. We don't we don't see a lot of the stuff. But overall, I think there's a sense there that it was was good essentially especially for the people who who came to know Christ and 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 to know him intimately. But I think if you begin to look close enough, I look, if you begin to look close enough at my life, it is a it, it is a contradiction in terms i mean it, there is the good and the bad and i think we i, I get concerned that in the, in a lot of these conversations we quickly throw the we we, we make an illegitimate totality transfer is uh, there's a theologian who i read who makes that a lot of time when when during doing hermeneutics and that is this um it means something once or it happens once therefore we apply it to the whole once and always so uh, a good example of that would be someone in history does something really terrible or had a view that was that was accepted for the times but we look on it today and we know that that is just a terrible view we then say there's nothing good to be learned from this person or they were the devil incarnate. Uh, that's a, that's a really dangerous game to play. Not saying that we accept that view that's wrong or whatever. And, and yeah. I think that that happens a lot of times with missions.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what happens a lot too in, in, in world missions is there tends to be these big kind of imaginaries of how we view history and think about history, which oftentimes aren't based in actual any real historical record, uh, or, or analysis. Um, and, and so they, they tend to be, become bigger, you know, th- this was, this was a big problem. This is something that, uh, there's some writers who wrote about this, that, um, the, uh, the Spanish Inquisition, right? So the Spanish Inquisition was a, wh- was not a good thing. Uh, but the Spanish Inquisition lasted for centuries. And in the end only killed about two or 3000 people in the scope of hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, but, uh, but Protestants during the the reformation and, Post-Reformation, when there there's a lot of contrast, and conflict between Catholicism and Protestantism, played up the idea of this huge, horrible time in Spanish history, and actually made it worse than it was uh, because it was a, it just became a bigger concept, and in the end, that hurt Protestantism as well because it, people looked and said, "Well, you guys are the same with these guys. You're going to do the same thing." Um, and so, so we we when we talk about history and what happened in the past, be so really careful that we're exact that we're clear, that we deal with the real sources and not just go with kind of a feeling we had. Um, and, 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 you know, that, that works. That works, I mean, I, I also want to be careful we don't, we, you know, obviously we can say Nazism was a, whor- you know, was a horrible thing. We can say, uh, you know, even in our own country, there's been some things that were clearly dominated by bad ideas, people who were not very scrupulous and were trying to do, some, doing, you know, do harm. Um, but when we deal with people who are clearly saying I'm coming to do something good and bring something good, I think we need to be a little bit careful about how we we judge them and and just as you said, but also judge them within the concept of, um, uh, you know, some balance, I think.
0: Or some, some, I I would say some generous allowances for, Uh, people are a product of their culture and of their time. Uh, And so we need to be careful of judging or having perspective that I, I have today that therefore I'm applying to them and I assign guilt or whatever over, over and above what it, what it needs to be.
1: Yeah. So it, It just behooves us that if we think that we should at least investigate to see if that's even true. Uh, yeah. uh and, and I and I think that's I, I think there's a there's a, a writer sociologist, uh Stephen oh gosh, Robert Robert Woodbury. I can't I'm totally blank on his name. His his father was a famous missionary and he's a he was he's a, Wood- a, Woodbury, a yeah Woodbury, yeah, who who has come you know, and, and there's been some more writing recently that I've actually delved into. Let's look at what what we can sociologically to see what actually happened. And then let's look at stories. You know, and he'll say himself, you, you can look at all these, you can cherry pick stories and find really great missionaries in the colonial period, in the, you know, or, you know, around those times who were, were great people and who did amazing things and were not colonialists and actually spoke against colonialism and, and slavery and, and, all, and all those things that were trying to build a better world that was more just and more Christian. Uh, now, you, you, so you can cherry pick those stories, because I think they're pretty, pretty common. Um, but the, the question then goes in well systemically what does that mean and so he's shown I think in, that there's good warrant uh, to look at systemically historically sociologically that missions brings benefits I think he at least in he would look at in his, his specialty is in British colonial Africa and so he would say there there's warrant you know once again to academically hold this loosely you have to continue to investigate continue to look but he would say. There's a,
0: there's an atheist who would, who would argue such as well. Uh, yep. Matthew Perry, who's an atheist in the UK, uh, a columnist, uh, spent large amounts of his youth in, in, in sub-Saharan Africa, in colonial Africa or what was colonial Africa. And uh, he, he actually says that he, for him, the hope, what he began to see was the hope for Africa was, um, was, people of faith because he saw heart change, uh, rather than just, uh, you know, uh, more money in the pocket. Uh, and he couldn't deny it. He said, no, I'm an atheist. Um, so there, there's the good that comes along with that. Obviously there's the, obviously there's the, there's the, well, I, I don't want to call it the bad. I, I mean, there's bad look, uh, sure. I, man, th- there's a, I was having a conversation with a missionary, uh, back in California. He would, he was home on furlough he is a native American and his wife, uh, is, is Caucasian white and, uh, probably I guess Danish or Irish. She was redheaded, but anyway, they moved up to British Columbia, I believe it was, and, uh, lived on this Island, uh, with a bunch of, uh, native Americans there. And he, uh, was telling us how close they are to anyone who's Christian. And so a lot of what they do is he just hangs out and tries to build relationships. And he said, one of the reasons they're closed is because they had these series of priests uh, who would come through there and a um, little bit of a, a warning for anyone who might be listening to this with small kids. Um, I, I, I'm about to get graphic, but um, who would, who would rape kids and read the gospel of John over them as he was doing it. Now, this is several generations ago, but but, sure, but close close enough in history that you go what? Yeah. Now, uh, I I just so so there's those things right the, those things those things happen, but by and large, I I would I would say that history would history is replete with with people who wanted to make the world a better place we're not just looking for um making the pockets of the home country richer and for power what what you often what i think often gets confused and i think you see this especially with with british history is missionaries who go to a place who fall under a system that because of that system they have Social networks and ties to some of the system that ends up taking advantage of people, but they yeah. themselves somewhat stand outside of that system. So yeah. history is history is a really difficult Complex. thing to begin to, yeah. to begin to parse out. And I, but but I think those those missionaries like like we would look at, uh, for example, um, in in India, the the practice of of burning widows. Uh, you know that that was put an into by by missionaries who wanted yeah. to see something change who valued life.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So, well, so it's and, not always yeah. bad. No, it's not always bad. And I think we need to be really clear that that kind of thing that happened, uh, you know, in British Columbia with Native um, Native American, that's not Christianity.
0: No, exactly.
1: Um, that that's not that's not missions either. That is that's uh, just flat out abuse. Um, and so. You know, that's, that's one thing. And I understand that that creates a, a long-term, uh, cycle of, of, of doubt and skepticism and, and all kinds of problems, but that's not, that's not anything related that is just pure evil and manipulation and abuse. And those things can happen anywhere in our churches, in our, uh, in our governments, you know, these, those things happen, uh, so so and, here's and so we need to differentiate. I think some of that really bad, awful stuff to not not necessarily throw everything out with with what's going on.
0: You, so so here's a here's a question then, in regards to things like that, when they, when those things happen, right? So because those those I mean, you you've got all sorts of stuff, you know, abuse that happens uh, in churches today and and different things like that. It seems to me that the the best response for us as believers is to name it to yep. be public with it to repent of it and to care for those who have gone through yep. such injustices um, I think what where it goes awry is when we go I need to be the protector of image yeah that that I need to save Jesus from this from this uh, black stain you know that that humans yep. have had put on the on his church and it's kind of like Jesus died on the cross and he took that stain. I think he can bear this one. Um, yeah. Especially when he would call it out and say, that's just flat out abuse. Yeah, um, I think, I think that that's, that's important. Okay. So, so here's a question. Cause you've, you've read a, a lot of these things. Obviously that there's, there's the good and the bad, right? There's the parts of Christian missions that have been unhealthy um, that have allowed people to, to abuse or, or different things like that. What what do we do moving forward though? Because it seems that there is a, a little bit of a, a cry coming up from different, let's say corners of people saying um, we kind of shouldn't be out there doing this. We're just, we're just really hurting people. Um, we should just, let people alone, and I, I'm not. They don't really offer an alternative, but there's a lot of criticism towards that. What's the way forward to make Jesus known and make missions make missions great again? <laughs> oh, uh,
1: yes. Well, I, I, well, I think one is one thing we talk about. Like missions isn't supposed to be great, you know. Missions, and I, and I think missions is is a call to suffering sacrifice and ultimately death to oneself. So I think on one hand that, so when, when we move in that direction in missions, we're, we're going to get it right. Uh, I think number two, I think is a, is, is a, you know, a fair and honest appraisal historically. So I think you have to look at, like, let's just take Livingston for instance, you know, who's can be sometimes a bit of a, um, lightning run. Lightning Rod, but it, honestly, it, but it's it's based on a lot of historical inaccuracies. Uh, so if you read Timothy Gill, professor at Yale, his biography of uh, Livingston is, is is quite in depth, and he he'll point out the, the errors he made, the things he did wrong. But but Livingston was passionately uh, driven by an effort. He 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 felt by bringing what he called civilization. Right. So right there, obviously, that's a buzzword, uh, uh, a problem. Uh, but what he felt was bring that into Africa, it will end the Arab slave trade of, uh, Africans Africans. and it will, it will bring about, uh, you know, so he, he got, you know, so in some things, maybe he got a little off course and he opened up doors that led to, you know, other abuses, but he he was deeply motivated because he loved Africa, he loved Africans and he wanted to see them not have to live in fear of, of slave traders in the you know in the 1800s uh when in most places in the late 1800s when most places in the world had been slavery had been abolished so so you have i think we have to balance those and look at those people uh we, we need to be careful not to idolize them and make them into uh because they're humans just like us um and we have this kind of need sometimes to do that but at the same time to say but here but here's what's the good that happened here's the the, the, the tough things let's learn from the tough things let's get better but also let's let's not you know I, the bible doesn't throw us throw allow us to walk away from uh the need to cross cultural do cross-cultural missions like to go to cross that that's even if it's just walking across the street to your neighbor who moved just recently moved to texas from california we're not we're not exempt from that and it doesn't exempt us from going to the world and so i think we but we need to come to kind of a build a build a good framework for that mentally philosophically and theologically
0: do you do you think that so you and I mostly deal in we're we're not necessarily our jobs are not we're not building infrastructure for the countries we live in we're not running education programs we're not uh, we're not bringing civilization civilization already (laughs) already exists here so to speak you know, we're not trying to convert the barbarian. Um, we deal mostly with, with the message of forgiveness of the gospel of Jesus Christ and and life found in him and resurrection from the dead. Um, so how, cause a lot of what gets troped out a lot of times with, with Christian mission is, is some of the bringing of civilization. So institutions, things like that. But, do you think that there's a place, how do we those who deal in the message of the gospel, who in large measure is an is an idea of the person of jesus christ and and you're trying to you, you're coming to the message of of acceptance of him but you're not we're not creating hospitals or anything. How do we continue to be bold with that or continue in that um, and not make the same errors of um, some kind of cultural imperialism, right? So how do you yeah. not tie up your culture with the gospel uh, thinking that um, I've been sent out and I'm a missionary, therefore I'm great. Therefore you need to see the world the way I do. How, do. how do you, how do you do that? I don't know if that question is clear. That's a really, I think it's a
1: great question actually. And, and uh, cause you see, so I think this is another, you know, kind of unfortunate trope that we see is that, it always tends to be a one-way. We're in a totally new world of missions, so it is much higher probability that if you were on the mission field that you're going to be working with missionaries sent cross-culturally from other countries, not America, not Western Europe. Uh, we're in, in some sense, the golden age of the Great Commission, in the sense that people from everywhere are going everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we're not contained, and they're doing it in manifold ways, we're not, we're not contained by the old concepts Anymore. I mean, that, that, that's why sometimes you hear some of the arguments. Well, it's it's about the West going. Like, no, it's not. That's that's not what's happening. in Missions anymore. Yeah. That's no, that I past. Mean, it's, so it's almost like a. The, for me, sometimes a conversation immediately goes there, and you're like, "We're not in that anymore. It's, right. it's that's over. We are now." I you know name, when, name a country. They sent somebody.
0: Lived, when I lived in Northern Africa, um, I went to a church that had uh, Korean missionaries. Kenyan missionaries. Yeah. Uh, Al, was it was Algerian mission, like people, uh, French and American and worshiping together with North Africans. I mean, it was yeah. this literally like it, it, the American missionaries or the Western missionaries who were there were, were outnumbered by the African and Asian missionaries who were in yeah. the country.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. That, that's the reality. Now at the same time, we all bring our culture into, we all do that. So right. I've seen that with whatever culture who I've worked with, there's, there's a need to negotiate the, in the teams that you're with, uh, how, how those cultures play. Cause it's really easy for Korean culture to come in and dominate or Brazilian culture to come in and dominate. Cause they, they can send a big team. They can do things the way they want to do. Uh, they've also got the finances you know, finances are tied to a lot of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those aren't necessarily bad. It's all good and they, they produce good things, but there's a tension there. Um, and, and Americans, we can do that as well, but it's not what I would say is not a, uh, particularly American or Western European issue. We all have to fight that, that, that drive to say, we are from this culture, this country, this is how we do it here. We've got the money. We've got the influence. We can get it done now here the same way mm-hmm. and in, in, our way and without coming as a servant. Uh, so, so I think, I think that's where I would get, I think we're, we're just in a whole different conversation. Um, and I think it, I think it's an important conversation because I still, you still see those patterns happening and not just from Americans. Uh, it comes from, you know, but I think it's just natural in us that we are blind to our, the, our own culture and systems and structures that, that we function in. We, we don't see how they affect us or how they affect others as easily. It takes some time.
0: So the human, the human response to that is um, fear and we should never act. So, right. So, so you have the reality that we're always going to bring our culture into it. So the human response is to it, well, we're not going to do it then because we're just going to mess it up. Um, I think a faith-filled response is one humility, right? Yeah. So to go in and go, okay, I have to be aware of this. I have to be a learner of myself and of things around me. What parts are the parts that I have to, that, uh, what parts of the parts of the gospel that are non-negotiable and what parts of, the, of, of my gospel are a cultural understanding of my gospel? Yeah. Or of the gospel rather, and then the and then the last part. And I think this is just, in some ways, occurred to me. But I think it's really important. Um, is is God powerful enough to bring about His work despite my sin? Yeah. yeah, and I think that has to undergird all the missions conversations that that happen and all the evaluation of methods and everything else. When fear comes in or a concern that okay, I'm like I'm just, I'm some kind of incul- cultural imperialist here trying to impose my culture in MTV and Coca-Cola and everything else. Or it is, if I do that, is Jesus powerful enough? Is the gospel powerful enough to work with that and around that and for his ultimate goal yeah. rather than, and I think that, that it's amazing how little of that piece of the conversation gets gets into these critiques of, of mission in general. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, this has been going on for a really long time. And it seems to me that God is able to care for his church despite man's sin.
1: Exactly. I I think so. Um, I I think also within that is important for us to realize, particularly in the U S where we're having more of this conversation or this doubt is that this is not the way most Christians in the, in the, in the majority, World of evangelicalism or even Catholicism, see it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that that's why we're seeing this incredible explosion of missions from everywhere to everyone is because they would see, wow, well, look what God's done through missionaries. And, and they, you know, I think most people would say, yeah, there's some things, uh, but they've they've got had maybe a, a framework that's that's not as. So I, I want to be careful. How I say this because we have to understand. We have to also be within our own American or Western European culture or academic cultures. We have to be aware that we're swimming in a certain ocean and that brings with it certain uh, assumptions, prejudices uh, and directions. And so we're swimming that in America now and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing to question our structures, our, our institutions, our histories. But when that becomes the driving force that we have to question and doubt everything, which is, which is very much Western society now, it is to de- deinstitutionalize. De- once again, not necessarily a bad thing. Could, there's some good that goes in that, but when that becomes a driving, you know, to de- deconstruct everything, when that becomes driving force, we need to realize other people in the world don't think that way. They're, and so and we're, we're inside a mental construct that, once again, not necessarily bad, but it's a mental construct. And it mm-hmm. may not be the full or understanding of what God is doing world and so what when you when you go into other parts of the world you see the mistakes are happening again so I I see people coming from other countries doing some of the same mistakes yeah uh, but you see also the good and you and you see a different ideological and mental framework that they're and theological framework that they're dealing with Um, and 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 some of that's very recent Uh, I mean I I have a very good friend uh, Presbyterian pastor from Kenya who was on staff at our church for, for many years uh, you know in the mainline Presbyterian Church where you can get some pretty liberal folks at meetings and who are pretty anti missions even though that the Presbyterian Church uh, USA in in America had been an incredible mission sending organization that has, you know but he would he'd always made it kind of made a joke well they one for the missionaries. I don't know if he would be alive if, I was, if we were in each other's presence right now. You know,
0: now he said it, it was a little
1: bit tongue in cheek about that. And, I, you know, I, you know, but, uh, but, he, but he was a guy who could trace his grandfather becoming a Christian from a, from a Presbyterian missionary. Yeah. So, so who, it's a lot.
0: I'm sure a flawed person who didn't a love person? his wife and his family very well. You know, like you right. had moments like everything right. else. And if you want to go digging deep enough, you'll find something with which yeah. to disqualify him from, from the task.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll pull out one, one of my, yeah, one of my favorite missionaries, uh, William Shepard, uh, one of the first, uh, the first Presbyterian African American missionaries into the, the Congo. Uh, the, the, the Congo at that time was the height of King Leopold had taken over and made the Congo a free state and basically enslaved the entire population and turned it into a private kind of plantation. And that's how Belgium got incredibly wealthy, right? Mm. But Shepard and a few other people, some of them missionaries, some of them not, were the first ones to raise the alarm bells uh, and say, there is, this is, people are being you know slaughtered here for, for rubber uh and and he and a, and a handful of people, some of the, some other missionaries, other Christians, so it was the first civil rights movement of 20th century uh, to end and 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 was incredibly successful uh, the Europe put pressure on Belgium to change things and 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 you know it, it was horrific if you read about Congo Free State and King Leopold is horrible, but it was a missionary, a humble missionary who was at the core of of leading a movement that ended that and brought mm. about better justice. Now, unfortunately, um, Congo still has a lot of problems and issues, and, but at the same time, Shepard was a guy who left, had to leave the mission field early because of moral failure. Um, oh, you know, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was he was a guy who uh, uh, was was flawed, but mm. you know, and, and I'm sure if you were to talk to him, would have had a lot of the same issues of, had he brought his American culture into, Congo you, culture. I mean, that would have all been those conversations.
0: Do you know so, how his life ended up?
1: Yeah. He, he ended up going back and they, uh, he stayed married, restored and was a pastor in, mm-hmm. in America and finished his life. So yeah.
0: I also think that there, there's the, Jesus tells about the person who, you know, repents and beats their chest and the person who then says, God, I'm not, I'm, I'm glad I'm not like this other person. Um, who, when we stand before Christ Will Christ say, "Well done, good and faithful servant"? Yeah. How many missionaries have made terrible mistakes, have realized it, uh, and who have beat their chests and repented? Uh, who have made an effort to walk before God? And how many people in self righteousness have have never looked back? I, we we do a re- we have to be really careful uh, when we. When we become the arbiters of all justice and all righteousness, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a certain degree. Now, I think we we learn from mistakes and we call out sin for being sin. That's, but I think that we need to be careful in in Christian charity and Christian grace. We are not the arbiters of grace and truth. Yeah. Jesus is the arbiter of that. He he points that out. We learn from him, uh, insofar as best you can. Walk with Jesus, make Him known, and be humble while doing so. Uh, may, makes a lot of sense. My, one of my favorite missionary chronicles is at that of Adoniram Judson, the first. Yeah. He was a Congregationalist but became a Baptist on the ship to India, and then eventually made it to Burma. Yeah, and uh, he is a uh, he was a fascinating character and very flawed, very flawed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to the Golden Shore is the uh, is the.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've read this great. Yeah. It's a great. Book. He's an incredible guy. I I, th- I think too, something we you and I talk about also is, is key is, is to come to a place. Um, and, and I think I really do believe mo- even in a, in a lot of cases, Christians have understood uh, that they were not, It, it when, the, when Christians understand that, yes, okay, I'm British, I'm American, I'm Brazilian and I can love that culture. But, my my ultimate citizenship my ultimate loyalty is to that of christ is to the mm-hmm. is to the is to the diverse kingdom of all peoples united in the holy spirit under uh under jesus the king i think when when we understand that um above all above all our 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 world cup loyalties are you know <laughs> whatever whatever it would be when we understand that then we we are able to to move beyond and, and i think that's when great things happen that's when Missionaries stand up and fight for the rights of others. When they stand up and they help people ed- become educated and learn their own language uh, to read and write it, um, you know th- that th- against the prevalent culture of the time. When they, yeah. When they build when they build hospitals to keep, people, you know, when when we just simply love people and 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 be Jesus and and in that lives are changed. I think that's, that's where, uh, so the danger is if we unfortunately wed too much of our culture, but that, that's, that's the entire missionary conversation. journey. I
0: think. No, so I think, I think it's the entire, so let's bring it back to pilgrimage. It's the, yeah. it's, it's the entire Christian journey. Yeah. Uh, Abraham, Israel, they all had to decide where does my identity lie does uh, my and, and as they pilgrimed as they walked as they journeyed, they had to they had to try to figure out ultimately where am I, and what Hebrews points to is that Abraham ultimately sought for a city which which was a heavenly city or yeah. which was the the city of God that so for me, a big turning point in my life has been realizing um, my citizenship as it pertains to Jesus Christ and his kingdom takes precedence over that which my passport states yeah and that's a hard thing to do doesn't mean that i don't love being american or texan uh you know uh anything like that but it means that i have there's something bigger at play and the connection so the christian who doesn't speak the same language as me i have more in common with than the texan who doesn't name christ but uh, by virtue of my citizenship and citizenship Amen. in yeah. jesus and and those are important things to remember and we do well as missionaries to to remember that
1: yeah i think so um, so I, I realize you know we 've kind of talked around an issue uh, quite a bit and and I think it 's important to say you know we're not we 're not landing on a i think what we 're saying is there 's nuance right in this yeah yeah and and if I could say anything to anyone, is let, let's push for nuance, let's push for conversation, but let's be open and honest, and not um, not be afraid of the of the truth. Uh, and 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 let's try to build a framework theologically where that those two things come together and work well for the future of missions. So, and I, and then I just would say, if, if you're if anything was said, you feel like, whoa, well, you guys just you know maybe don't know what you're talking about. I I, I would say Woodbury is a great guy to read. They disagree with a lot of his stuff, but it's a great guy to read. Andrew Walls, uh, Laman Sana, an African uh, thinker, was at Yale, uh, who writes positively about missions and what it's done in Africa. And then a guy named Brian Stanley, uh, also. And a lot of these, some of these guys will flat out say some of the stuff you hear uh, are not, it's just simply not true. It doesn't hold up historically um, to the kind of anthropological, sociological argument that missions Is bad, um, mm-hmm. and so I think I so I, th- I th- so I think that what I would is push people to is to do the research, do the do your own investigation. Don't just accept the the one article you read somewhere, or the one thing you heard, or the the prevailing narrative that maybe is in academia or in your scope of the of the woods. And and, and but really go out and, and read because there's people out there on both sides making arguments. But if it's a real narrative, a real argument, it has to it has to have legs. And so, academically, we can we can look at that. And we can make our arguments, and then in the end, you can make your own decision. But what I think is, is dangerous is just to say, "Well, I'm just going to totally dismiss an entire argument because it doesn't square with where we are narratively in, in the Western world," um, yeah. and, and and that's a dangerous place to be, I would say. And if anything, whether you're on either side, you want to investigate, you want to look, you want to seek out what is truth, what really happened and, and what are the implications for that? Um, and, and I think you and I, we've been through that. And I, I, for myself, I found, I think there's, there's personally, there's very good warrant to look at the history of missions and go, it has generally been a positive thing sociologically and historically in, in the world. Not always, but generally
0: yeah.
1: uh, a positive thing.
0: Yep. Very good, man. Uh, we have uh, obviously, Discussed this to the point where we will now be able to end all discussions further on it because we have <laughs> authoritatively <laughs> answered the question uh, actually that that really the the humor in that actually points towards I think a good warning for us, and I think we can close on this um, These discussions take time, patience and and effort yeah and we do well to to consider all three of those things when when we move forward in those. Yeah. So, um, but time is not something that we have left on this podcast. Uh, nope. Therefore, uh, we're going to end it for now. Always a pleasure, my friend. That's awesome. And uh, bye, con Dios. Adios. Adios.